Welcome back to our conversations on TOB. Yeah, last time we did a terrible job of introducing ourselves, and it's like, who's in the room? So who's in the room? We have, I'm Lori. You guys know you're me. Lori. I'm Father Adam. Now I'm Peyton. Okay, so now you know who's in the room, because it's not visual, so it's really hard to be able to Actually, tell. we have a room full of fifth graders and sixth graders and middle schoolers and parents, and it's just us trying to focus. And you know how it's <laughs> all that's a lie, because you don't hear all these little voices and chatterings and things like that. So clearly, that's, we don't it's have fifth graders. Well it's not a lie. It's in my head. In it's your like, head. I'm focusing these conversations on like what our students are like. Not struggling with, but desire, you know, like there's been such a great response from them as we've done these TOB lessons and these TOB sessions with them, for them. It's been amazing. Oh, yeah. You've gotten all kinds of questions. It's great. And my teaching team is amazing. And they're like volunteers. Mm -hmm. And they want to know more. Yeah. So I'm they like, want to dive deeper, which is the thing is cool. So my thing is, and it's funny because knowing the topic on Original Innocence I like nerded out and I was like, <laughs> so I have a PDF of all of John Paul II's Wednesday audiences and I start like searching through that and like finding stuff and I just have like a blast doing that yeah. sort of stuff. I want to know how many pages is that PDF? Come on. I mean, all his audiences? Uh, some light about reading. About 270 <laughs> yeah. something and then I'm also working on something that's like a continuous text because it's all Wednesday audiences. So like, you know, here's... St. John Paul II, St. John Paul the Great. And he like comes out and he's like, so last month I was talking about this. And so he kind of he gives a recap because if you weren't at that Wednesday audience, then, mm. you know, then you wouldn't understand what he's talking about. And he's basically giving these people, these pilgrims to Rome, a, like master's level class. Right. I mean, to a and, normal pilgrim to, like me, to, to, to just an average person who's shown up like, woo, Holy Father. And he's like, let me tell you about original innocence. And we're going to dive into Genesis. And he legit took the classes that he would teach in his classroom. And he was like, this is going to be my Wednesday audiences because I want the universal church to understand these things. That's so good. So pretty awesome. It is so cool. Yeah. And so I know last time we kind of jumped right in kind of a little bit. I wanted us to share a little bit about like where we come from and then like what each of us really loves about TOB in the hopes that that will be a conversation others have, mm. you know, like share a little bit more about, you know, like where you come from, because that's the way. Keep going. That's the place so where God who created us. Here's something strange. Uh, I think Curtis Ooh. decided to jump on the organ. He decided to bless us with his presence. <laughs> That's cool. We're just going to keep recording, though, because, well... Nice background like music. Nice yeah, background little, sound. Little background flair. Yeah. But Actually, you can uh, turn down the sound right there. Oh, just yeah. flip that knob to the left. That way. Which? Other That's, way. That's probably Other louder, way. yeah. There we go. Sorry, I didn't know if it was your left or my left, and I'm feeling very dyslexic right now. Yeah, <laughs> ba backwards. She's also it. looking at it behind her it head, which is throwing me, it all so off. So I just had to do that backwards. Um, yeah, anyway, so we're fine no, now. So no music right now, bummer. Sorry. But, um, yeah, like kind of, you know, I'd really like for us to like start with is what we do with the kids. Like think about what do you love about T What is T.O.B. to you? What's the thing? And then this time, so we did a little of that and where we come from. And then this time, like chapter two for the kids is, yeah, like w in terms of how God created us male and female and in his image and likeness. Such a core th theology of the body, Pope John Paul. I mean, scripture, Genesis 1, right? That's how the Bible starts out. Yeah. 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 
so Pretty just important. and created yeah. us in love. And one of the best things, one of the coolest things that I learned doing these classes with Christopher West is like, so there's these bookends of the Bible, Genesis, how much he loves us, created us in his image and likeness. There's Revelation where he wants us with him for eternity. And right smack dab in the middle of the Bible is Song of Songs. Mm. that love story of how much he, you know, that between Christ and the church. And I'm like, to think that's how much he loves us, that like he gave us this church. Mm. I don't know. That's just one of my favorite TOBs. So kind of that originally, like he had this whole plan in mind yeah. from beginning to end. Amen. <laughs> now yeah. that song, How He Loves, is stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who sings that? That's a great song. Um, there's a lot of people do covers of it. I don't know who yeah. the original is. Who's the original? It's like, uh, like I feel like got to go way back. Yeah. It's a yeah. good one. Matt Marr, Stephen Torres Chapman, one of those I think older it's a, guys. I think it's Stephen Torres yeah. Chapman. I don't know. It could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. I love when music comes from scripture and, mm-hmm. you know, scripture feeds theology of the body. It's so cool. The uh, And that's how John Paul II talks about original innocence. He goes back to Genesis and he's saying, if we want to understand who we are supposed to be, we have to understand that original innocence, how God originally made us to be. So if we want to have a deeper understanding of that call that God is asking of us, we have to go back to that original innocence. And what does that look like? Yeah. Uh, There's actually, so I probably brought up in several homilies, big C.S. Lewis fan, Mm -hmm. like big C.S. Lewis fan. Oh my gosh, I started reading his book, Miracles. It's the worst. Oh, see, I haven't read Miracles. I'm sorry to hear that. It's like philosophy 502. I'm like, oh, yeah, too Okay, so. But normally he's I've read like The Problem of Pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So (laughs) I have not read Miracles. I've read The Problem of Pain, which is the question of theodicy, which is just amazing, which is the question of if we're God is all loving and how is there bad things in the world? And the problem of pain is an amazing question. If you have, if you've like ever wondered that, like, how could there be bad things in the world when, uh, you know, God is all love and that sort of stuff. The problem of, the problem of pain is a a great answer that theologically the, it's the question of theodicy. So Mm -hmm. that's another CS Lewis. That's not what I want to talk. Actually, I want to point to, uh, the Space Trilogy, which is an, uh, oh. a novel. They made us read that when I was in high school. They in made my... you? I, you yeah, got to read it. You Paralandra, got to. Paralandra, that's what it's called. Yes. And it's that's, great. Oh, my God. So that's what yeah. I want to talk about. Well, so, I remember it clearly. Yes. So it was, I mean, it was good enough. So clearly it was, it was good enough to remember. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he's it's the Space Trilogy. So this is the second book. The first one, he goes to Mars. We're not going to get in that because there's something particular <laughs> I want to talk about at Paralandra. So in Paralandra, you have... As if, so God in this world is called uh, Melendil. Mm. So, which is God, just what people outside of Earth, how they dress God. And so you have Venus is where he goes to the second time. And it is a new creation. Mm. So you have the original parents of male and female. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because you have, his name is Ransom. He's the kind of the good character in here. And then you have this other character who's essentially been possessed. Mm. And they're both in conversation with the original mother there on Paralandra. And trying to, this possessed character is trying to convince her and corrupt her to fall. And it's incredible because what C.S. Lewis is doing is showing this original innocence in a perfect, profound way that you can really only do in a you know, in a sci-fi type way. Mm-hmm. Like it is, he's using sci-fi to depict a point. And uh, so you have uh, this character who's trying to convince him. His name's Weston. And he's going through, trying to actually explain what things are bad and evil and things like that. 
And so... Which we're what, really going to get to next time. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but it was incredible. So this, in this pure innocence of uh, this original mother, uh, she said, well, we must make him older then, talking about uh, Ransom, because there's this back and forth. And Ransom says, all the queen and mother and her were revealed to him, and he knew that she wished him and all things infinitely well. And he, meaning Weston, he could do nothing. His weapon had been knocked out of his hand. Mm. He he was incapable of getting her to will anything but the good for another. And so when Weston was trying to say that Ransom was bad, she's like, well, then we must help him. We must, you know, help him to be the better version that uh, God is calling him to be. Mm-hmm. So Weston was incapable of corrupting her in that moment. Wow. And it's this powerful Beautiful. discourse, yeah. you know, that she just had to say, like, I desire the best. I want mm-hmm. everyone. And I love how he points out it was all the queen and mother mother and her were revealed. That yeah. it was something deeply rooted in that identity yeah. that was revealed and destroyed any weapon that he had. Yeah. It was powerful. I love it. Yeah, cool. Like, who's that saying? Arrhenius or whatever? God's glory is when man is fully revealed mm. or fully known. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, beautiful. What did you like about studying that in high school, Peyton? Paralandra? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I just like the sci-fi, honestly. The sci-fi, sci-fi fans. <laughs> it was a nice switch up from the normal books and stuff. Gotcha. Oh, oh, yeah. I was a philosophy major, but I cannot. Sometimes I can't get into his stuff. Okay. Yeah, I force myself because he's so amazing. I love yeah. the Chronicles of Narnia series, classic. Chronicles of the Narnia. biblical yes. allegories and everything. It's, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. I was talking oh, yeah. to someone about it one time and about The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they awesome. l- legitimately did not realize that Aslan was Christ. And I was like, all right, let's... Oh, come on. That's pretty Stone basic. table. Uh, Stone yeah. table. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, everything about that whole scene, like the innocent victim going in place of the sinner mm-hmm. and, you know, and then he was resurrected. I mean, the, ta- yeah. the table, I mean, everything, the tearing of the veil being the, t- the, the breaking of the altar that he was sacrificed. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is there. And he was like, whoa, I never put that together. Yeah. I hope our kids are reading that. I hope our kids are going back as we teach this particular, this second session, particularly for our sixth graders, and we kind of go back to the story of Adam and Eve and that originally how God made us, and in the garden even. Like, Mm. gosh, God just wants, like, the best for us. Like what you said with the C.S. Lewis stuff. I mean, it's like he just wants to will our good. That's how we're supposed to think of others. That originally, like how we look at people with reverence and how we look at them the way God made them, not like all the bad habits that we see. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I hope we can see each other that way more day by day. There's a yeah. good definition I have here. I'm, like I said, I geek out. I have my notes here. I've got like clips <laughs> from his Wednesday audiences. I'm a little intimidated. You're so That's weird. Okay. I'm, I'm just here I have to notes chat. on my phone. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is so cool. I got to share But this also this. just shows, like, there's, there's a no good notes. that if we were all the same and we all had our notes and we we're all trying to go through notes, this wouldn't work right now. So it's good that we're all different. Mm, uh, I can't so, wait to see all those notes. Email them to me later. <laughs> but um, so he says, original innocence is the same holiness that enables man to express himself deeply with his own body that happens precisely by means of the sincere gift of himself with his consciousness of meaning of his own body, male man as male and female enters the world as a subject of truth and love. And he also man feels he is a subject of holiness. And so really that Mm. do we recognize ourselves as a subject of holiness and 
um, do we see ourselves as a subject of love and truth? Mm. I mean, to really think about that, I, I think that's a profound statement. And so often, do we see ourselves as a okay, start holiness? Do we see ourselves as a subject of holiness? Yeah. Am I? How many times do we like? Ah, I'm not holy. Yeah. No, that's. I, that's just not me. Or Someone I'm, else is holy. Or I'm striving for holiness, but yeah. man, am I falling short all the time. I yeah. focus just on all the falling short. Confession, you'll really feel it. Yeah. yeah. You feel it yeah. after confession, the holiness? Oh, no, no. I was saying the opposite. Yeah. It's like, oof. I got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. But afterwards, you know, when I've been to confession and the priest, did I already share this last time? It was so beautiful because... He was like not focused on my sin, but just like, wow, how beautiful that you like are revealing this to God. Mm. And I'm like, that's yeah. enough. Like, I don't have <laughs> yeah. to, I, don't know, I can't really Mercy. change this that yeah. easily. But he was like, wow, God just loves you right there. Yeah. In that, that's holiness, I guess. Right. Just like being aware of it, of ourselves, our whole self. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He is so good. And to, on that truth and love being, a source of truth and love, a subject of truth and love is what he says. Like, I mean, how do you all receive that? I mean, do you see yourself um, as a bringer of truth, a bringer of love? Like, what is, how does that look like in your day-to-day life? Yeah, I think it's identity, like really knowing who I am despite, despite sin or despite brokenness or like mm-hmm. we talked about last time, bad things happen or despite even good things happening. That's not really who I am. That's like external that's not my identity, mm. my identity, my core being the truth of I am a child of God. I am made in his image. And like that's overwhelming. Mm. I, I am created in holiness for love, to be loved, not to be used or not to be like to know that despite what the culture like, I don't want to say does to me, but happens. Mm. That's so overwhelming and so cool. I don't know. I think about identity yeah. with the truth of who I am. Actually, Peyton, I have an interesting question for you since you're huh. uh, about <laughs> to bring new life into the world. A and to go. Yeah, a few months to go. And so, you know, what I'm, I'm sure between you and JP kind of thought about this, just knowing the two of you, like, how do you desire your daughter to know that she is beautiful in the eyes of God, that she is a gift and that she's holy, that she's worthy of love and that she's a source of truth. Like what, what are those ways, like what are those hopes that you have for your daughter? Like not even like, how do you plan on making that happen? But what are those hopes for your daughter? Hmm. Um, goodness that, yeah, (laughs) that's a big question. Um, you're just trying to get through morning sickness, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank goodness that just ended. Um, but I don't know. I think, I think truth and love can't be separated. Mm. Right. And so sometimes um, really loving someone is being truthful, even when you don't want to be or you want to like sugarcoat something. Um, But our world sugarcoats too much. And like sometimes you have to cut through that. Um, I don't really know Mm. where I'm going with this. But yeah. yeah. How do you feel about being a mom? And that's overwhelming. (laughs) Does it change your identity or any truth about what you know about yourself? Um, Or does it enhance it? I think for me, it enhances it. Like it's more, I become more of who I am. I don't know. I I, I guess so. Because I got, the, I mean, if we're talking about like maleness and femaleness, like God created them um, in Genesis and going back to that. Um, I think an intrinsic nature of, of woman is to, to nurture, to be a nurturer. So I am excited to 
see how that people say like naturally or innately just kind of like comes out of you whenever you do have a child and you have to just step into that role and it's just um it's like intrinsic nature right. so yeah there's no point in being like nervous or exactly. scared um because yeah. like yeah sure any number of things could go wrong and like bringing up a new life is a very big task like it's a daunting thing but um but it doesn't have to be because like we're literally created for this like exactly. woman is created to mm-hmm. to nurture um mm-hmm. so it's that primordial going back to original innocence it's primordial before the fall god said be fruitful and multiply like god desired this even before the fall like the, that we that the vocation of motherhood and fatherhood exist mm. um those things are we could even say carry on even after the fall, that uh, we are to be mother and father. And there's that giving and receiving, um, that receptivity and that giving of oneself. And there's one line that I want to share, last line, and then I know we have a question to do uh, that we're going to get thrown off by, and Peyton and I are going to be like deer in headlights, but that's okay. So <laughs> um, John Paul II, so he's talking about that receptivity and giving of oneself and fully giving of oneself and vulnerability. And he says, let's add this finding of oneself in giving of oneself becomes the source of a new giving of oneself. Hmm. And it's one of the, like, I felt like I, I I went for a walk one morning and I just (laughs) sat and reflected on this because I feel like that one line could be like an entire Wednesday audience. Like that one line is just so loaded to me. And what it makes me think of is if I'm fully authentic in myself to another person and they just absolutely love that. And they're just like, show me more of yourself. It makes me want to give even more of myself. Like, how can I continue to be as authentic as possible? And meanwhile, on the opposite, when I am acting myself and someone points me towards shame, like I should be ashamed of who I am. I no longer desire to give of myself and I want to to kind of hide away. Hmm. And that's tearing us away from that original innocence right. rather than willing uh, as kind of going back to Paralandra a bit and our, and that, that mother there. And she's just like, no, we must help and make everyone like understand and grow deeper in understanding and help one another. Just that total gift of oneself. It's no, I'm going to hide away now. Hmm. Um, yeah. God but, does not want that. Yeah. No. Uh, this yeah. makes me think of um, that quote by St. Catherine of Siena, which has always been one of my favorite quotes um that i've ever discovered within the whole catholic um world and it's if you are who you are meant to be you will set the world on fire Mm -hmm. so like god has already created us with um all the gifts you know that we're meant to have but not just to have to bring to the world and that's who he made us um what he made us for so i just think that's so beautiful um, yeah thank you made me think of Yeah, pray for us. Well, let's get to a question from the kids real quick. Um, So just, I mean, the kids have been amazing with their questions. These may or may not fit into kind of what we've just been talking about. But when do we start having the wanting of girls? Mm. Which kind of goes with what is the age when you should seriously start thinking of love with the other gender? So maybe there's something about, like, how can we help our kids understand, like, when do we have that wanting? Is there an Mm. age when we Mm. need to be in love? Hmm. How would y'all answer that? I think our culture tries to say so. I mean, as we said in this, the first episode, um, that our culture just really over-sexualizes everything. And you see it in the movies, you see it in the media. And like, if you listen to 
song lyrics um, of just about any pop song on the radio right now, like, mm-hmm. then you hear it there too. And it just seems like it's everywhere and that it's what we all need to strive for most as humans starting as early as possible, right? right. Um, I remember being in middle school and um, so I think I had actually been taught about um, sex for the first time in grade school, like fourth or fifth grade. Um, and then in middle school, it like clicked um, as I was listening to just pop radio. Every single song was about sex. And there I was like, go. what? And it, I remember almost my innocence being shattered. And I was like, yes. this is crazy. Like, yeah. what's wrong with people? I no idea. Um, and just, like, yeah, having all those questions. I'm like, why does it seem like literally everything in our world is about this? Yeah, and the like, culture. It's, it's forced on us. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, like, oh, so we all have to think this way. We all have right. to listen to songs like this. and. Right. Everything seems to revolve around this. and Right, the way the culture gets the, the two confused, sex and mm-hmm. love. What would you say, Father Adam? Was there a certain age kids should be like so, thinking of love? Not a particular age, but a particular level in maturity. And I would say this is something that uh, working with young people, including young adults, where I'm like, oh, you still have some maturity growth to, to, that needs to happen. Uh, and that has to do with the ability to sacrifice for the sake of another. So as we're young... Like, it's all about me. And there's this Mm -hmm. egoism that, like, naturally part of development. And, Laura, you could talk more about that. That's like, I, you know, I need food. I need this. But it's not until you can come outside of yourself and see the needs of another and have that desire on your heart to meet their needs for the sake of their own needs. Right. Um, And uh, Pope Benedict in uh, Deus Caritas S, he talks about... Eros and agape and this redeeming of Eros. Ooh, so yeah. And the friendship part of love. Mm-hmm. Well, love. Early yeah. on. In Eros, it's this recognition like I desire something outside of myself. There's something that I that is not me that I desire. Mm-hmm. But then it turns to agape when it's I desire your good for your own benefit. But it takes that Eros to be able to say it's something the that's not me yeah. that I like, I can't provide this myself. You have something. So it brings me outside of myself. And that's that redeeming of Eros. But then that agape is saying, I desire your good for your own benefit. And that's so important until you can reach that point. Um, and so the reality is most of, the, most of the kids are not, it's the parents, right? So I think teaching your children how to come outside of that and recognize the good of others and having that desire to will the the good of another that's the basic mm-hmm. definition of love until mm-hmm. that point has happened then it's the self like you have something i want it give it to me right you selfishness should, yeah, yeah not generosity yeah, yeah absolutely not like that goes against that original innocence where right. it's i desire everything for your good um let's so, close yeah. with prayer that's awesome place to end okay can we did you want a closing comment oh yeah go if for it i had some and also just to to mention too like whenever these kids who are asking, like, um, you know, in middle school, if they're already starting to feel those desires for another person, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's natural. Oh, so just, yeah. um, just to put that there. Um, orient it towards the good. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. and, and we have to learn, like you said, it's our responsibility to orient towards the good and um, hopefully take it from that arrows to agape, just mm-hmm. will the good of the other as, as mm-hmm. God would, but um, to just recognize First and foremost, that like those desires are human and normal, and no matter like when they start, that's normal and it's okay. Just like don't 
run away with it and go crazy, right. you know. Would you close there. us with prayer in that place? Sure. Um, come Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray, uh, teach our hearts how to be open to God's holy will and his love for each of us. Um, teach us how to receive ourselves as he made us, um, how to share ourselves with the world, um, with all the gifts and talents and um, beautiful, positive attributes that he's given each of us um, in a unique and unrepeatable way. We ask that you continue to bless the TOB program that happens here at St. Margaret Mary and all the ears it falls upon um, to bless our amazing volunteers who, who carry this message um, out to all of our students and uh, just rejuvenate their, their hearts um, for this particular subject, this particular mission. Um, each and every time they have to get up there and speak on any of these things, um, may there be no fear um, in the love of what goes into this. And um, Lord, we just ask your continued blessing on this and, and on this little podcast. Um, thank you for Lori and Father Adam and um, all the good gifts. Uh, we love you, Lord. Amen. 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 Father, Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Amen. Spirit. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>